following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Hey, yo! But the queen may rise to the top. Alright, Billy, we're back again here um, for one of our uh, pre-watch episodes. Hey, yo. Uh, a little heavy. I, I realized that I went a little heavy on the um, NWO uh, references there. So at some point we're going to have to do some, some WCW uh, content. It is the season of Halloween Havoc. Yeah, right? So what, what was it? It was like Great American Bash, Halloween Havoc. Fall Brawl. Fall Brawl, Sturgis. Starcade. Starcade. Yeah, those were like their big ones. Yeah. Great American Bash was like their WrestleMania though, right? That's it's debatable. A lot of people say that, a lot of people say Starcade. Even Eric Bischoff says Halloween Havoc. In that in that in that heyday. Maybe then. I guess like NWO or or and not NWO, NWA. I feel like the like Starcade and Great American Bash. Yeah, one hundred percent was yeah. Starcade was Starcade was before WrestleMania. Starcade started in eighty three. The uh, I mean, little before our time, just a smidge. Um, but just I a smidge. Just but a I remember smidge. I remember Starcade. So I feel like when when NWA used to come into town, they would do the convention center. The, the Civic Center. The Civic Center, yeah, I'm sorry. Not yeah. much. The Civic yeah. Center. And WWF almost always did the Spectrum. Um, that was our, because we're part of their territory, I guess, being up north. So, I believe they had an exclusivity agreement with the with Spectrum. The spectrum. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense then. Yeah, Vince, Vince was a bully. Well, I mean, they were the, they were the name of the game, right? Is true, my friend. So I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I've been looking forward to this with a little bit of anticipation, but I'm a little nervous now. I think I get what you're saying. Um, I feel like Mind Games was so good, and I feel like I remember this card as being better than it was. It's very possible. You could be correct. Um. Now nah, you know, like I remember the main event. I remember going nuts. I remember being very happy with that at the time. I'm just wondering if, without with watching this on an island, because I kind of use that phrase a lot. When we watch with on an island, where we're just watching the card, without watching Raw and SmackDown every week to build into it, like. I wonder how much of that magic gets lost, and when you're looking at the in-ring stuff, is it good enough to make up for that? And I and I'm a little concerned. It is 21 years later. We are looking at it, sort of on, on an island. Yeah. And we aren't there. And we aren't there at the age of 20 and 18. 18. I was younger than 18, Billy. Were you really? Yeah, I was nineteen. I was nineteen. Yeah, um, I believe at this time I would have been seventeen. Um, but I know it was definitely before I graduated high school. 
We're talking March of 99. Yep. So I would have been 17. Wow. Yeah. I am one of those people. I was like 17 when I started college. So um, if I wasn't in college when we went to this card, then I was 17 or younger. Um, just one of those. It. Yeah. One of those late in the year birthdays. So. Um, Wicked smart, huh? Well, maybe back then. (laughs) (laughs) Weren't we all? Yeah, right? Knew it all. Knew it all. So, um, obviously, we talked about a little bit um, last one, but we were here. You and I were here, and we were were at this card sitting next to each other. Um, Live and in living color. So, um... Obviously, I remember having a good time at this card. I remember um, kind of the whole day, you know, going down. We were down there early, too. Um, and it was Which I don't remember why, because we didn't tailgate, correct? I don't believe we tailgated. I just think we were concerned about, like, getting down there, parking, making sure we didn't miss a match. Worry warts we were. Well, I mean, it's like the biggest, like... This was like the card then, though. Like, um, that Stone Cold and Rock heat, you could, you know, like you. It was like the sun. You got near it, you get burned. It was such such a great build. You could get burned just by looking at it, you know. I just, I still remember the build to that match. It was oh my phenomenal. god! It was so. It went on forever. Which when I say forever, it's not like it went on forever. You know, like it was like. They built that match so long, but it was good because it was like the end of every Raw, there would be this little thing that made you like, oh, I've got to tune in next week to see what happens, you know? The cliffhanger. Oh, every it's time. rarely ever used in this day and age, the cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. You get the belt over the bridge, right? Yeah, that was one of them. The beer truck. The beer truck. I mean, this was like everything that was like of that era that you remember – and especially of the Rock and Stone Cold um, storyline, really built. This is their first match against each other. Am I correct? First, first main event. Okay. They when they when I think it was one was Rocky Mahavia. Ah, well, that's not and they, really. And they and they battled a little bit for the Intercontinental Title, okay. and then took some time off. But this was their first main main event. Yeah, and so, um. We'll get there to to talk a little bit about more about this match pre and then post, um, but obviously we're very excited about that match. Um, so we are these two dark matches or are these heat matches? Ja- uh, Jackie um, versus Ivory. Pretty sure they were heat matches. Okay, because this is this. I'm when we do this, I read off the Wikipedia page, and I think you're correct. That's why I asked. Um, Ivory at this time is she doing right to censor? I think this might be before, might be right around the time. Now I think it was before right to censor. Okay, because oh, I, I think okay, um, and then you have uh, I think also a heat match, D'Lo Brown and Test versus Draws and the Godfather. That that would have been a heat match, yeah. Um. So then we get to our first match of the card, which is a hardcore match, hardcore triple threat match. 
starts off the crowd with a bang. Well, I mean, it's a it's a great move by um, the WWE. I still believe it was WWF at the time by the WWF um, to start a Philly card with that. You have Al Snow in there. Um, again, the hardcore title was also just red hot at this time. Um, is this around when they started the twenty four seven? Um, yes. Defense, and you yeah. did like those, you know, matches in a, you know, air airport or. Yeah, in the back alley. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was also a red hot thing as well. So um, great for a Philadelphia crowd. This is what you know, um, Philadelphia fans of wrestling are kind of known for liking stiff wrestling and and extreme wrestling. Easy dub, easy dub, easy dub. So, the fondest of memories. Oh yeah, and you have um, again you have Al Snow out there, and and Hardcore Holly's doing a really good job with this. Kind of has this um resurgence of his own wrestling career, right? Because Spark Plug didn't really work out that well, but um, shockingly, a, a race car driver with a mullet did not work. I know. Shocking but, as that. Um, So I, um, we, uh, we have those, and Billy Gunn comes in as the hardcore champion. That I did not remember. I Is did. that true? That's at least, um, the way it's denoted on Wikipedia currently. Wikipedia would not lie, would they? Well, I mean, they could be wrong. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I, don't remember him as the hardcore champion, but that could be well, true. Well, remember, it's a 24-7, and he may have had it for a cup of coffee in the big time. Uh-huh. Cup of coffee in the big time. Uh-huh. So, um, from that match, we go to a tag team title match. And right in the tag team title match. Yeah, and uh, you get um, Owen Hart, the Nugget, um, with Mr. Slapnuts himself, Jeff Jarrett. How do you spell that? I believe it's J E double F J A double R E double T double J Jeff Jarrett. And they are escorted by Deborah. Go birds. Was was Deborah. Deborah McMichael in WCW. Am I correct? She was actually that? married to Mongo. Oh, okay. So then I'm correct. I didn't realize. That's brought her into the business. Yeah, and then obviously, as with all those things go, um, and then wasn't the, long for this world. The fans of Philadelphia are tr- treated to another D'Lo Brown match. Um, so Jeff Jarrett, and Owen Hart against D'Lo Brown and Test. Um, so they're they're treated really to two matches with the tag team of D'Lo and Test. We were spoiled. We got all kinds of Savio. We got all kinds of D'Lo Brown. They really spoiled Philadelphia here, I feel. Another, I mean, again, you look at this card and, and you can't help but look at the names of people who are no longer with us. And, and I know that 20 years... For us, doesn't feel like it's that long ago, and it doesn't sound like it's all that long ago. 
for so many people to not be here. You know, but you've got very tragic. Draz is what paralyzed now. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. Owen Hart and Tess are no longer here. Uh, China's on this card. She's no longer with us. It's really. It's kind of kind of crazy. It kind of overshadows these things, you know. Especially since they were so 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 young. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. They lost way too way too early. Um. So after that uh, tag team match, we we are treated to Butterbean and Bart Gun. Um, if you guys haven't watched, I would suggest watching the Vice um, episode on the Brawl for All because this is um, the climax of that whole tournament and you can get some backstory as to why this happened. I still don't know why it happened. It shows how it happened. I don't think anybody can tell you why it happened. Well, Except Vince, Vince Russo basically made up a whole tournament so JBL could get beat up. Um, when I say why, I mean this particular this particular match. So Correct. why did the WWF have to bring in an actual boxer um, to box Bart Gunn? I still remember that knockout and the gasps in the crowd. Really, um, you and I are both uh, mixed martial arts and UFC fans. We are not... Um, we see plenty of knockouts, you know, like we see plenty of bad knockouts. This was a bad knockout. This was a dude who shouldn't have been in the ring with the other dude. Yeah, no, it's, there's no, no way in hell that should have ever been sanctioned. Um, and it was not just for, you know, like, I, I don't know. I feel like Bart Gunn pays a price. Uh, spoiler alert, you know, but um, Bart Gunn pays a price because someone did something to prove a point and it blew up in his face. And then Bart Gunn pays a price for it. And the guy they wanted to win didn't win. Right. So they basically served Bart Gunn on a platter. Um, so following that, and again, I do the air just came out of the building, you know. Um, really came out of the building. But following that, we get Mankind versus uh, Big Show. That has potential to be a good one. Big Show when he was young, very young. Very young. I mean, this is shortly after he comes over. Yeah, I thought, I think I remember him coming over the pay-per-view before the February St. Yeah. Valentine's Day Massacre, maybe? It's not maybe long before. Yeah, it's it not long before. Um, but yeah, so, um, that is an interesting match on paper. It should be very good just based on, you know, you know, mankind's going to give you what he's got. Never leaves anything out there. No. And you know, show is a kind of big shows kind of guy that, you know, he can just throw mankind around and it's still going to be, you know. You're going to get the best from both of their gimmicks. I agree. Mankind was at his prime here, too. Oh, he was so good. He was so good at mind games, too. Um, but, yeah, this is yeah, this is probably the, the peak, peak. 
peak of mankind. Not in this card per se, but the, this these couple years, like ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. I I would I would argue this is the peak of the attitude era. This is probably yeah. I mean this this card just the build up to this was so insane. Um, it just it just at everything. It really did. It really did. Um. And then you have Road Dog, um, the Intercontinental Champion, taking on Gold Dust, um, Ken Shamrock and Val Venus in what they're calling a Four Corners Elimination match. It's not like a Survivor Series match. No, I guess it's a four-way dance. I guess, I guess so, yeah. With special guest, the Blue Meanie. My boy, the blue meanie. And Ryan Shamrock. Go, birds. <laughs> um, which then rolls right into Kane with China um, against Triple H. That also, on paper, um, could be a very good match. I don't think it could go wrong with either of them, too. Especially Triple H trying to sneak his way, put his nose in the main event picture at the time. Yep. He was definitely uh he was trying to break off from DX if memory serves. So that that has potential to be a good one. Um and then you end up with a uh, a women's championship match of Sable versus Tori. Probably a Matt classic, I would imagine. <laughs> Um, Lufez, Vern Gagne, put these guys to shame. <laughs> uh, and it's a, I mean, for for the, it's a five minute long match. It's about five minutes too long, probably. Well, five minutes and eight seconds, so yeah, probably about five minutes too long. Shame that uh, Jose Lothario and Jim Cornette didn't get that amount of time. I know, right? See what they could do, especially in that little leotard Jimmy Cornette was wearing. Uh, God dang! <laughs> I should have looked up the uh, the name of that Incredibles character for what the way he was dressed. Um, yeah, this eclipses the Butterbean versus Bart Gun match by about four and a half minutes. Sad, sad but true. And it actually eclipses the tag team championship match. Damn. Tag that, team. That's surprising. Yeah, tag team championship match is three minutes and fifty nine seconds. And then this this one goes for five oh eight. So Wow. We're in for a treat. Guess they were cutting time for the main event. They must have run long somewhere. Hmm. Um Interesting. Interesting. Then you have Shane McMahon. This is for the European Championship. They still do the European Championship these days? They do not. Yeah. Un- unfortunately. The it's, storied history of the European Championship. It's just too many belts. I mean, at this time, you could do it because you're doing so many shows. There's so much talent up and down the roster. You really can get away with having, you know, nine belts. Um, things change. It's just too many. 
It's oversaturation. So what do they do? Did they add like a cruiserweight belt or something? Yeah. So that's probably did. what kind of took over for the European Championship. Yeah, and then when they bought WCW, I mean, they kind of morphed their titles into their titles. Like now there's an IC champ, a U- United States champ. There's two two women's championships because they're separate brands, so they right. had to kind of morph morph. And there's a whole there was a whole cruiserweight show they had. Hmm. That ran on the network that I didn't partake in. Yeah, um, it's only so much. Yeah, I never, I never really got down with some of the cruiserweights. No offense, great athletes, tremendous athletes, just, just not my thing. Um, so it is Shane McMahon with Test in his corner against uh, Pac, X Pac, one two three kid. Six Pac, whatever you want to, you know, whatever name you want to call him. What's his I name? I know as, Sean as my friend Sean Waltman. Yes. Um, I believe the Mean Street Posse is in full effect in this match, which I'm interested to see. From the Mean Streets of Greenwich. <laughs> so X Pac, as a wrestler, gets to go from gets to go in. Um, be what what was he the sixth member of the NWO and then comes back over and gets to be in DX crazy run he had yeah I mean all because they liked the guy because he hey, got drunk and spit up all over himself sometimes all you gotta be is a good you know a good time and, and people like you and it can open doors it's always about who you know most of the time most of the time 80% of the time it works every time <laughs> and and a little known fact I used to rock the sweater vest to such long standing bars as the barn in memory of Mean Street Posse or should I say in tribute the, in memory they're dead so in tribute to the Mean Street Posse in uh, um, the Mean Streets of Ben Salem bingo Right, the barn is still in Ben. It's in Ben Salem. It's not in like Southampton, I believe. It's not it's a, yeah, it's in Ben Salem. It's a Ben Salem Country Club, but they don't have a bar there anymore, unfortunately. Just stupid golf. Nah. Not for me. Yeah, me neither. Me uh, neither, bud. <laughs> so then we're gonna roll right into the Undertaker again with Paul Bear. Paul Bear's back with Taker. Um, against Big Boss Man. I remember being very underwhelmed at this match. Uh, Hell in a Cell, and that's where I was going to lie a lot of my concern about this card. I, I wasn't. I wasn't happy with it then. No, I remember being very disappointed then. I remember being very. But like again, when you have something that takes the air out. And then you don't have a palate cleanser in between that and your main event. Um, I wonder how it's going to age now with that, and if um, um, you know it is going to take the air out and and change the feeling of flow. The thing about this match was it was, I want to say it was the third Hell in a Cell, and the first two were probably the best still to this day. And that was uh, October 97 with Sean and Taker, which was the first. 
And then you had June in 98 with Mankind taking him to Holy just bumps. Well, I mean, that's the possibly so one that's of the... That's what we were expecting. And, but also, like, that's one of the best matches just ever. You know, like, um, Undertaker, and Mankind, I'm... Hell in a Cell. It's very hard to live up to that. And I don't think this should have been a Hell in a Cell match. I mean... Because it could, it could never live up to them expectations. At this time, um, Big Boss Man... I mean, he's been in the game a while, and I know Undertaker has too, but he's not going to take a giant bump. No, he never he never was a big bumping guy. So I he's guess like... Big mean, big, mean bastard. I mean, again, um, charismatic for the character, right? He's still rocking a police-slash-prison guard character all these years later, and it still works at this time. Um... I think he switched from the blue to the to all like a, black. To like a SWAT, like SWAT team. Yeah, like yes. a SWAT team outfit. Memory is correct, sir. Um, But I guess my point is, is like this match could have been anything. It didn't need to be a hell in a cell. And when you set up a hell in a cell, there's expectations that are set. And I just don't know that you put the right guy across from Undertaker. Optimally, you would have a guy that could bump for a bigger guy. Sort of, sort of like the first two were. Right. Just bumping bumping maniacs. Or you could have two big brawlers like Triple H and Undertaker, and they could do it. But I just... Matchup wasn't right for a Hell in a Cell. And I don't remember the feud being all that needful of a match like Hell in a Cell either. So... Because my brain just doesn't work the way it used to. This is all before the whole like corporate ministry angle, too, correct? Corporate ministry, yes, but I believe there was the corporation. I think the Rock was in the. Well, the Rock, the Rock was in the corporation, um, which was this whole angle. But the court. This, this was before the meeting of them, I believe. Right. So. Because then it might have worked better with with um, BBM, Big Boss Man, and and Taker, because you would have that other angle. Um, nonetheless, we'll see what the match looks like. Um, I doubt we're going to go back and watch like four months of Raws to get the feel for the the atmosphere. <laughs> I don't have time. I'm trying to get my first win in fantasy football. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Sixth oh, week. Man. We're we're going into week seven. I changed my name this week, so there's that. Yeah, I'm I've been working the trades most of the day and I'm not exactly happy with where we've landed, so I don't know that you know, like I wanna make trades to improve my team, but I don't want to make trades just to make them. Um Well pe- people think because 'cause I'm on six they're gonna pick my pocket. Yeah. I'd rather die I I'll I'll die on the vine rather well, than help yeah. somebody. Hell yeah. I'd rather go down with the sink and ship then have then then to take a bad deal, you know. I'm not even gonna go into the deals I've gotten in the last couple of weeks, but uh, the hell with you guys in the league. If you're listening. Um. So. Yeah. So. Um. I declare bankruptcy. Which is kind of where we are, right? I'm thinking about releasing everybody, and just picking up kickers. At this point, make them all valuable. Um, so that rolls us into our main event, 
a no DQ um, championship match with Mankind as the special guest referee. You can't beat this with a stick. It could sell out any arena in the country. Go, oh. Gorilla. <laughs> so it's a 16, almost 17-minute match. And I remember there being a lot of momentum swings. That It, it had everything in 17 minutes. It, 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 my memory, I guess, felt like a half-hour-long match. Well, I feel like there were there was at least three or four times that you felt like, all right, this match is over, and then it's kick out, you know, like, and then you're like, oh, no, now it's over, kick out, you know? That's what I remember, is, like, there were many, multiple times in this match where you thought the match was over. A lot of false finishes, and now they just overuse false finishes everywhere. Way too many Way too false much. finishes going around, yeah. But this match used them correctly. Well, the, yeah, but... <laughs> It's once it's done, you have to. You can only pull it out so many times. It's like kicking out of people's finishers. You you can only pull it out so many times. Then eventually the finisher doesn't mean anything. And very rare do they nowadays. Very few finishers mean anything because they've just been kicked out of so many times. Well, they're they're um they're selling out. The long, the longevity of it, right? Like for the short term, like oh man, holy shit, they're selling out the long term of having a move mean something to get the holy shit today. Yeah, that's what they go for. Rather than tell a good story, they go for the "this is awesome" chant, which I don't think it's a good thing necessarily. Well, my feeling is like I feel like we've got a lot of people. Um, who were big on opening their gifts on Christmas Eve and couldn't just wait until Christmas Day. And then when they do it, you know how like Christmas you have like that layoff, like that feeling when you were a kid where like come, I don't know, whatever time you got up, come 11 o'clock, the like excitement of the day is worn off. And Yeah, you're, you're just tired by that point. You're just... I don't know, worn out. Yeah. And um, the point being is, is that like these, um, when you, it's got to be even earlier when you open your gifts on Christmas Eve and we're doing it to hope to get this little bit of excitement the day early. Well, I'm, I'm in on something, but all you are is in on being disappointed, disappointed earlier in the day. It, it lessens the meaning of the day. Yeah, definitely less than the meaning of Christmas Day. And I like that's my whole point. So like, instead of having this build up of like, ooh, you know, what gifts am I gonna get? What, whatever, uh, it's all gotta be sold out. Instant gratification, yep. if you will. So, um, that's this card, and I don't want to overshadow it because I am looking forward to rewatching this, even if it is with a little bit of dread. But um, our last recording, uh, I had you accused me of a little bit of um, Sid Vicious hate and um, slander. I think I don't know that you used the word slander, but that's what I was getting from you. Is that fair to say? I, I think you besmirched the good name of Sid Justice slash Vicious slash Psycho Sid. 
So um, one of the things I had said is, other than him doing the Sid Vicious gimmick and being there from for the Shockmaster, there's not much I remember. Um, and in doing some research, because I didn't think he was part of this match, it I didn't even look it up. Do you think that this is on the network, this match? Because I do want to watch it. Absolutely. Every oh, okay. WCW pay-per-views on the network. WCW. So, um, 1990, Halloween Havoc. Sid Vicious is involved in a match with Sting. I uh, always yes. thought this was Ric Flair. In my memory, it was Sting versus Ric Flair. Is that like the Mandela effect? I, I don't know, but that's just... I watched this card live, and I remember this whole thing to this day of, like, what happened in the match. But I So at this time, Sid is in the Four Horsemen, which I completely forgot that Sid was in the Four Horsemen. It was kind of forgettable, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, he thank he you. Fit. He definitely did not fit. So I'll give you that. I can give you that. Um, he's involved in this match with Sting, where that a match that runs for a while, and somehow they spill back into the locker rooms, and then they come back out, and Sid scores a pin. Um, and the balloons are going, and and they're having a whole big celebration, and all of a sudden, running out from the back, uh, is Sting with a very small rope tied to his wrist to insinuate he was tied up backstage. Um, very, so, very weird angle, but at least it was original. It was original. And then he proceeds to beat the unbeatable Sid Vicious in about 10 seconds. Um, where they have to basically disclose everything from the announce booth of what happened <laughs> um, in a very short time. I'm wondering... Um, looking at these things, if they were just running out of TV time, I don't know, I don't know. how they used it to look been, it. It could have been close, because I know they weren't as tight with their minutes as WWE was. Just a less professional setup in general. And that's nothing against the talent. That's not even much against the booking. It's just everything that I've heard is that the WWF just ran a much different shop. Tight, tighter shit. If, if you will. So, um, Sting proceeds to beat the unbeatable Sid Vicious in about 10 seconds, but really what they're setting up is Sting versus, like, this, like, uh, what, I forget, what were they calling him, the Dark Scorpion? It was like a fake Sting. Um, and they were setting up this match, or this angle of Sting and the Dark Scorpion, or fake Black, Sting. Black Scorpion. Black Scorpion. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So, uh, I want to rewatch this match because my memory was all over the place with it. But it is one a, a match now that I know that I remember very well with Sid in it. But I also now remember that Sid is almost the secondary player in this whole match. A supporting actor, no question about it. So, um, I wanted to bring that up as kind of a little bonus, little little bonus action. And it is Halloween Havoc. And we're running up on Halloween, right? So it it fits. It all fits. See, we we planned on that. 
totally didn't it happen by accident. Perfectly if we tried. <laughs> totally. It's almost as if we brought up practice squad players and they turned out to be good. It's almost like that. You don't believe in Travis Fulgham? I believe in Travis Fulgham. I don't believe the fact that they knew what they had. <laughs> so anyway, um, totally, you know, I started texting you about this and you thought I was out of my mind. I didn't know what you were getting at, as can be often the case with text messages. I thought you might have been sipping the shandy. <laughs> so point being is um, I want to go back and watch maybe not the whole card, but watch this match um, to see how much my memory has distorted it. Because, again, I thought it was flair. It's the Mandela effect, buddy. Could be well, taking its toll on you. Here's the thing, and, and this isn't. This is going to come off like a knock against Sting, and it is not. It is definitely not. But if you think Sting, WCW, you think it's a Ric Flair match. That's they were, they were known to wrestle once or twice. <laughs> that is, you know, the it's it's like when you think mostly of of Hogan and WWF. Right, there's two. You think of Andre and you think of Earthquake. That's fair. Right? It's not a knock on anybody. It's just those are the memorable angles. Those, those are the ones that's those are the ones that stick in your head. Yep. I mean you might think Macho with Hogan too, but as much as I love Macho, I really think of Earthquake. Just a big nasty, nasty giant he was. Well, it just was a great storyline where he puts. We talked about it when we rewatched that SummerSlam, but you know he puts him out, and you actually believe. You know the unbeatable guy is now hurt. You know, and you believed it. I sent my good well wishes in a letter. So that's why you remember it. It was believable. Very true, and unfortunately, that's not the case today. Well, everything's a spot. Not any spot. Not a dog spot. Not a grease spot. But a spot. <laughs> but, um, so in addition to watching this card, I'm going to go back and watch that match and see, again, everything else that I forgot about that match. Because I remember that whole card feeling like an N... 90 is WCW, right? That's not an NWA no, I think Turner bought it around this time. It could have been 89, 88, but it's def it's WCW. I remember there being gimmicks, like gimmick matches. Oh, they were chock full of gimmicks at the time. Yeah, so... I'm kind of, kind of Googling when did 10 Turner buy WCW mail, so 1988, oh, 1988 my friend. So this is WCW. Renamed it. Vince, I'm in the wrestling business. That's good, Ted. I'm in the sports entertainment business. So, um, we're we're coming up. After we watch this, we're going to have to um, talk a little bit on how far we're going to go into rewatching all of the Philadelphia pay-per-views. Seems like they come around a lot more. Yeah, well, this would go into the, the whole every month pay-per-view. Since Philadelphia is a pretty hot town, we would get them at least once a year. 
shortly thereafter. It's a big wrestle in town. Still, still, they still get the conventions. Well, back before the the Rona, <laughs> still a lot of conventions that that you you partook in once with me. Um, that I yes, that I next to beef actually. Oh yes, uh, we went to see Kurt Angle and um, Farouk, right? Uh, Ron, Ron Johnson. Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. Sorry. Um, I don't know who Ron Johnson is, but well, I'm sure there's a Ron Johnson out there who's like me. I was not. I don't know no Rick, <laughs> Nick's roast beef. Um, but, That's horseshit. Yeah. Why? Are you, why are you telling people I was there? Um, but yeah, so we went to see Kurt Angle and we went to see. Um, Ron John, Ron Simmons. I think Ron Johnson was a politician. <laughs> but um, and yes, I accompanied you down uh, to the ECW arena, where you became best friends with the Honky Tonk Man. He still writes Christmas cards. Um, and and I believe somebody might have mixed me up for somebody. Could that could that have been a thing? I'm not sure. It doesn't ring a bell. He said I look like Scott Hall. Say it. Say it on air. Oh, man. How many years ago was that? It seems like it was just yesterday, but it could have been two or three. I think it was three years ago. You know, like, look, I promise you. don't forget. I promise you. It's now going to be memorialized. If you are to pass before I am, I will be sure... That that either goes on your headstone and is set, or is said in some eulogy that a grown man mistook you for Scott Hall. Thank you. That's all I wanted. That's all I really wanted. I, I can die peacefully now, knowing that is the end. Um. So yeah, uh, they still do these things in this area when there isn't a pandemic. I can't wait for the next one. I go through withdrawal if I don't meet a wrestler in five, six months. If you don't take a picture with a female wrestler in six months. It's really the only way people know I'm still alive. <laughs> um, so we're not we're coming up on our on our time here. Um, usually these are a little shorter than our normal um, post-watch episodes, but nonetheless um, I think that we're both in agreement, the match that we're really looking forward to the most, obviously other than the main event, um, is Mankind and, and Big Show That or King Triple H Okay, so we've got three matches we're hoping to be wowed by we're going to very tentatively watch Big Boss Man and um, Undertaker. Don't sound too enthused. No fast forwarding. No, no fast forwarding. You ain't getting out. You ain't getting out that easy, buddy boy. <laughs> All right. So um, WrestleMania 15. That's the main card. We're not going to watch Sunday Night Heat. Uh, beforehand, you know that's only five minutes of matches for Sunday Night Heat. That was an hour-long show. They needed to put in all the vignettes and the promos and to get you to buy the paper. You didn't have time for that match stuff. Five Ew. minutes. 
five minutes. Five minutes. That's all you get. See, that's all I got. All right. I know that I had just said we're starting to wrap up, but see, here's the thing. So you get Sable and Tori as the champions on a, a very big WrestleMania card. And you have two much better female wrestlers on Sunday Night Heat for a minute and 23 seconds. But Sable was so over at the time. She couldn't even wrestle. And they gave her the title. And Vince fell in love with her almost instantaneously upon meeting. you got to factor all this in. I'm Sable just, was used at the time. Cover I, Playboy. I remember how, how huge... Um, in 1999 all of that was I'm just saying like now in 2020 <laughs> looking at Ivory and Jacqueline for a minute and 23 and uh, and it's Sable, Sable and Tori for 508 it's not something that would happen today you couldn't do the, it you couldn't do nah. it nah, you couldn't have somebody like Sable be on top people would just chat on it they would revolt the women have come a long way in the uh, in the wrestling business. They have, they really have. I, I I like watching them better than the men sometimes. I think that's but, fair in this in this great era. athleticism. Yeah, great athleticism, and it seems that Vince keeps his hands off like the women's wrestling. Uh, I guess you would say, how would how would you say it? division division? That's the word I'm looking for. He kind of. It's, he doesn't want to ruin it, I guess, hopefully. So somebody else takes the reins of that. I don't know. I feel like Vince thinks everything else would be better with Vince doing it. That's that's fair as well. You're playing to an audience of one when you're a WWE writer. Right. right. So. All right. That's WrestleMania's 15's card. Um you and I had discussed hopefully recording this on Thursday without me knowing that the Eagles were playing. Um, so we should hopefully have this watched and done by the end of this week, if not early next week. Yeah, you might want to buy a paper. They have a schedule of stuff, the games and stuff. Paper. Two ninety five. Do you understand when we record on Thursdays, my TV's just on mute in there? But it's okay. You're, I normally don't watch Thursday Night Football either. I'm a morally obliged. You're the kind of guy that has the game on with the sound off, but the radio feed on, aren't you? I could be. I could be, but I am not. Some Phillies games, maybe. It just doesn't match up. Did the I, seconds don't match up. Did I just lose like half our audience by busting your stones about that? I would hope not. But whatever. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to be watching anything else on Thursday. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. No, you couldn't pay me. So um, hopefully by the end of this week, we can have this watched and uh, we're talking about it afterwards. You know what? I was expecting this card to be like three hours. It doesn't look like it's a three-hour card. That's That's surprising, actually. I don't know so how much they, goes they, on in between they, these matches. There could be a lot of in-between yeah. interviews. I mean, with, with any luck, we'll get Sean Mooney. So, we were there, so I don't remember how long it was. I just remember we didn't get home till late. Late for us, then. Fine. 
11 30 12 o'clock i don't know that it was late for us then just late because the whole day took it out of you it was, it was, a, a, lot of it was a long day it was a long day yes emotionally spent <laughs> so um yeah uh until that time Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.